Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by Amanda Nybert. Amanda is a registered dietitian specializing in weight loss nutrition, and she's the founder and CEO of Lean. In today's episode, we discuss the fundamentals you need to get right for improving your body composition. After helping almost 50,000 people improve their body composition, Amanda gets really candid about the common mistakes she's seeing in our misinformed diet culture. This is a very practical episode from one of the best in the business. So now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Amanda, you've had tremendous success helping people lose weight for quite a while now. And you even have an amazing story of just transforming your own health and wellness. What are the fundamental principles that you have to get right? If you, And I want to say lose weight if you want to change your body composition. Yeah, it's definitely more than weight loss. That's for sure. You know, and I think looking at the big picture, you have to start with that mindset mm. in terms of the habits in which you create, the consistency in which you achieve to uh, or strive to achieve. And we actually talked about that in the last podcast. So be sure to check that out. But when it comes to nutrition, again, I'm a registered dietitian and I am of the, you know, old school thought process that it's all about balance. Everything in the the space of diet and weight loss right now is it's very polarizing. It's like no carbs, no fat, you know, no animal protein, no plants, you know, no lectins. And to me, based on the fact that I've worked with thousands of people, I know that that type of information just makes healthy eating harder because it puts very, you know, labels on good versus bad. So my first thing that I really want to get across to my clients is that ultimately all foods fit. There are just foods that you eat a lot of, and there are foods that you eat a little of, and it's really understanding kind of what that balance looks like. You know, it's really interesting. I've heard it said before, like, there's going to have to be a restriction of something. If you want to change your body composition, you want to lose some fat, let's just say you want to focus on that, you're going to have to restrict some calories. But it doesn't, it could, some people it's different, doesn't have to be keto, it doesn't have to be paleo, it doesn't have to be this, that or the other, but there's going to be something It could be for a lot of people, they like intermittent fasting, not because the scientific literature demonstrates that intermittent fasting with caloric restriction is better than just caloric restriction in general, but it just helps them restrict. Restrict. So I think that's, yeah, I just think that it's really good to understand that there isn't this perfect thing that's going to work for everyone. As a matter of fact, I think there was a paper or a professor that literally ate McDonald's in a caloric but he was in a caloric restriction and he still lost weight. Now you and I both would say probably not ideal for inflammation and other things, but how do you find out what that type of restriction for you is best? That was a terrible way of saying that, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think that's important to understand because I feel like, you know, again, people put themselves in a box and they're like, oh, I have PCOS. So I have to do low carb or, oh, I have heart disease. So I have to do low fat. But in reality, what's going to work is what you can be consistent with. So it's really more aligned with what your lifestyle looks like and the types of foods that you enjoy eating. Now, back to what you said. Yes. I mean, In my opinion, in terms of fat loss is about being in a caloric deficit, but I also think it's also about adequate protein. And I feel like protein is the one macronutrient that 
we're just not talking enough about, you know, I'm Why really, is that? you know, I, I, we, we spent so much time in the low fat generation. You know, we talked all about fat and we found that to be untrue. Now we're kind of really focused on this whole carb space, which again, we all agree that carbs in excess are not ideal, but I feel like the, the issue with protein is that there's so much conflicting information, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, we should eat animals. No, we should eat plants. Too much protein is bad for you. Too little protein is bad for you. And so I, I just feel like everyone's like, I'm so confused about protein that I just don't need it. I mean, based on the people that I work with, I would say my average client that comes into my lean program is eating about 60 grams of protein a day. Oh my goodness. Oh, absolutely. And and so I'm, how are you going to maintain muscle? Exactly. So what we have right now is not a fat issue. It is a lack of muscle issue. Mm. It is a sluggish metabolic issue because of lack of muscle, inadequate amount of protein. If you're tired of wading through all the junk science on the internet and you're looking for cutting edge research and tools you can implement today to improve your mind, body and recovery, then sign up for my free weekly newsletter, adaptation. You can sign up now by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.ericcorum.com. Now back to the show. I had Alan Argon on the show and we were talking about men's health and testosterone. And I was like, you know, what are the things that we need to nail for hormone health? He's like, Eric, anytime you overly restrict carbohydrates, typically over restrict fat or over restrict protein, or you are in a caloric deficit, you're going to have some problems. And so this is so important for muscle sarcopenia, especially as you're aging, you know, the health of your bones, the health of your uh, tendons, ligaments. And then also like, you're going to be spinning your wheels, especially if you're lifting weights, you're gonna have a really hard time recovering. So how do you get people to just start eating more? Is it just making them aware and then be like, Hey, this is what a portion size look like. And you need to like, how do you go about that? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's just like understanding again, the awareness that 60 grams of protein ain't going to cut it. I mean, it probably won't even cut it for your 10 year old, you know, (laughs) Uh, when I tell someone you need a hundred grams of protein, which in my mind for a lot of people is still very conservative. They're Mm -hmm. like, Whoa, that's, that's high protein. So it's like educating them in terms of understanding, like what your protein needs are. And sometimes the frustrating thing is like, you know, right now with the RDA of recommended protein, people don't realize that is the recommended amount of protein to survive. It is not yeah, you the recommended amount of protein to thrive. Yeah. Right. So do we want to just survive or do we no. want to thrive? So what is, what do you recommend for protein intake per like kilogram or per pound? Definitely at least, you know, one gram per kilogram, you know, it's, it's all relative. I mean, I think the closer you are to your ideal healthy body weight, the more you need one gram of protein per pound of body weight. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're overweight, then you're going to need less. You're not going to need your weight in protein. So Mm -hmm. it really kind of depends on what your protein goals are. I mean, if you're in the gym four hours a day, you probably need more than your body weight in protein. So everyone's protein goals, I feel like are really individual, you know, but I'll tell my clients, I'm like, listen, you need at least 50 to 75% of your current weight in protein. So it's like, if you're 200 pounds, you need at least hundred grams of protein. And most people are eating less than that. Oh, absolutely. So we've got, you know, there's going to have to be some type of restriction. You got to figure out what's best for you. We got protein. What else are like another fundamental tenant for 
changing your body composition. Again, when we talk about caloric deficit, you know, that can be a challenge to, you know, eat within a caloric deficit. And I mean, that's a whole, what does that mean? You know, that's a whole nother podcast, but I'm all about like volume, you know, volumetrics. I'm all about high levels of vitamins and minerals, you know, antioxidants, phytochemicals. For example, if I have a client come to me and say, I have just overwhelming sugar craving and they're optimizing their protein and they're getting good fluid, I'll say, you need to eat more fruits and vegetables. You need to eat more color in your diet. Address your sugar craving potentially with more fruits because in the long run is potentially it's a magnesium deficiency. Like your body's not, say yeah, your body's magnesium. not craving sugar. It's asking for magnesium. It's asking for potassium. It's asking mm. for vitamin A, vitamin C, you know? And it's like when you really focus on colorful, high nutrient dense foods, again, you're addressing your body's needs at such a higher level. I love the practicality of what you're talking about here. And it's things that most people can do. Go to the grocery store, eat the rainbow, make eat sure we're rainbow. focusing on more protein. You're going to have to experiment a little bit. Like this isn't just rarely have I ever seen, and you you have significantly more experience than I do, but like you see like the first thing works. It's usually like a little bit of tweaking and iteration, right? Just like business, just like anything you do at work going to take a little bit of time. But I think it's so important right now that with this time of year that we kind of shift our mindset, kind of like we talked about earlier, like get the behaviors in line. Yeah. And then let's start talking about body composition instead of weight loss. Cause like Amanda, like if anybody follows you on Instagram, like you're lifting weights, you're a fit person. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, remember the early two thousands when it was like, everybody needs to look as skinny as a twig. I think now yeah. we're starting to talk about like, let's be robust. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think, especially for me, like I'll have clients reach out to me and they're like, I can't lose this last five to 10 pounds, you know? Uh -huh. And I'll say, send me pictures. And they'll send me pictures and I'm like, boo, this is not a weight issue. This is a muscle issue. Like mm -hmm. you don't have weight. There's a difference between weight loss and fat loss. And I think especially women are obsessed with the scale. And let me tell you, I mean, it's not easy, but it's easy to lose weight. Okay. But it's hard to lose fat. And yeah. when you simply focus on weight loss, and there's some really scary trends that we're going to see in this new year that just basically involve not eating, you know, like, hey, just, you know, eat significantly less. And people are going to lose a lot of weight, but it's not fat that they're losing. Mm -hmm. They're losing 50% muscle tissue. They're losing 50% fat. So the minute they stop doing whatever they're doing that helps them not eat, they're going to start eating and they're going to gain it all back because they focused on weight loss. And at the same time, they sacrifice their metabolism while doing it. So when you focus on fat loss, and that's why I love body composition, like let's look at your body composition, you know, where's your percent body fat, and you really focus on optimizing that versus the number on the scale, guess what, you lean out, you know, mm -hmm. you're wearing smaller clothing, because yes, a pound of muscle weighs the same as a pound of fat. But the space in which a pound of muscle takes up is significantly less than the space a pound of fat you know, takes up. So again, just another thing to kind of consider in the new year as you're on this kind of health journey. So if somebody is listening to this like, all right, this makes a lot of sense to me. How can they get help? Like, how could you help them out? I know you got this program called Lean. We'll put a link in the show notes, but can you talk about that for just a moment? Yeah, I mean, my main goal, Lean stands for Living Energized and Nourished, and I, I consider it a foundational program, you know. My main goal in Lean is to increase your metabolism, 
optimize your blood sugar regulation and get you doing the healthy habits on a consistent basis. Because I know that if I can do those three things, then you're not going to need me, you know? You're going to be able to to make these changes and you're going to be able to do this forever because I've set you up for success and, Mm. and not even you up for success, but we've set your body up for success to make living healthy easier effortlessly. I mean, you, I mean, I'm in the gym lifting weights. I mean, I do love lifting weights, but I do that because it makes my ability to sustain a healthier weight and have more energy and sleep better. So much easier. I love this. Well, we'll put a link in the show notes for that. And I mean, the proof's in the pudding. She's helped a lot of people. And I'm a big fan of you, Amanda. You know that. So thank you for joining us again. So good to be here. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you want to support the show, please leave us a comment and review on the Apple Podcast app as this is one of the best ways you can help us reach more people. Thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode.